Demi. <laughs> and I'm Melissa. And this is the Beauty Beast podcast. <laughs> and today, take two. Yeah, take we're two. We're doing trade uh, shows. Yeah, trade shows. And it just so happens last weekend was, or well, I, yeah, this past weekend was the premiere show in Orlando. Which yes. Is, it's a big one. It's a big one. And mm-hmm. it was the first time I haven't gone since I started doing nails so okay plot twist I've only been to one really oh, yeah, you're gonna have to really take the lead on this one and if I told you about that full one I had the time of my life but it definitely was probably not uh capturing the education side we just went and spent a lot of money oh and had a, a great given. time driving up Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's about it. I mean, listen, let's be honest. When we go to trade shows, that's what most of the people focus on, I feel, is like the show floor. And yes. there's like music and flashing lights right. and all the different vendors. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I love me a good reusable bag. So yeah, the hair side of Premiere is always notorious for having the best reusable bags. <laughs> so I just walk around and be like, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we were talking that we were saying, like, we should all plan, like, a salon trip to, like, do it together, and I think that would be so much fun, especially because it's such a close drive. Well, I mean, not close. It's, like, three hours, but that's still really not that bad. No. Um, But I remember we were, like, waiting for the doors to open, and, like, my good friend was pregnant at the time, and we, like, hustled over. We were, like, running to the Morphe tent. I don't know if they're even still there, but, you know, back then I did, like, wedding hair and makeup, too, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I mean... Of course, I wanted the makeup for just my kid and not myself or <laughs> anything like that. Um, but, you know, she actually used to work the tent for Pravana. Um, well, I don't know if you call it tent, the booth, the booth is what I yeah. meant to say. As you can tell, I've only been to Premiere <laughs> once. <laughs> um, but she used to work the tent for Pravana and she loved it for a while. Um, you know, it was really it's, it's a good it, time and you've worked the show before I have I've mm-hmm. worked two before yes I worked premiere Orlando last year with Erica's the which, rescheduled October the, one yes right? mm-hmm. I was gonna say last year was really weird because of COVID they had rescheduled it a bunch of times and canceled yeah. it so it was in October last year and it was a lot of fun like yeah And then I worked, I want to say maybe two years before that, I flew out to Nail Pro Sacramento, which is a nails only show. And I worked with another company out there, which was fun. Um, I think it's kind of cool seeing like the difference between the two shows because Premiere is such a big show. It's hair, skin, Mm -hmm. nails massage lashes it's just it's everything and it's massive so going out to the nail pro show in sacramento it was like in a tiny space it was nails only like it wasn't it was more it was condensed down to like i mean dare i say underwhelming okay when i think well i think like i mean again like i only have premiere to compare but premiere is like a powerhouse of a show so like right I could see where, like, if you went to a smaller show after that, you'd be like, wow, crazy. (laughs) (laughs) 
If you understand how much Melissa and I have been quoting that TikTok sound in the salon, it is nuts. It's, it's our new favorite. It is. Like, we are heckling Juju with it 24 7. Anything, something wild, we're just yeah, like, wow. wow crazy. Anyways, we digress. Any- um, but yeah, I feel like for sure we're blessed to have such a big show so close to us. Yes. Um, which then again, <laughs> I'm not laughing. Like, uh, dare I say it's a nervous laugh. Um, I just, it's it's never, I think this goes back to kind of what I talked about with continuing education, though, in our last episode. Um mm-hmm. Uh, when we were talking about the topic of that and like our differences of how like you enjoy more of a classroom setting I enjoy more of like a one-on-one like with online and that was something that connected for me I think it kind of encompasses that same thing when we talk about premiere like I well I am not focused on the stage there are way too many people I'm like oh my god look at that girl's balayage oh my god look at her earrings like right. I'm not focused on the class ahead of me well and the classes at like the I know at premiere are so like they're kind of like I don't want to say hit or miss but they are just depending on what you're looking for but they're like almost like one hour seminars right which I like because it's like let's get in we're here for an hour cram as much information at to you as you can and then let's all move, move on. on to go back to shopping which is why we're all really here right so I think that's the other thing that like if I know they're shopping right outside of a class <laughs> like your girl's gotta go like, <laughs> yeah and I I mean but that doesn't it, mean I don't respect right, the education right. that's going on I'm just like I it's my I'm in sensory overload like, it, while I'm there I am too and like walking on the different sides of premiere because yeah. I don't know if any of our listeners have ever been but it is like wow it yeah. is like crazy there's like the nail side where it's like hey guys mm-hmm. look at our stuff look at these cool nails we have and then you go over to the hair side and it's like a mid-2000s club at 12 a.m. Yeah, like, I just feel like every single time I, I think of Premiere, I think of, like, the music blaring as you're, like, walking around. Oh, and right? it's like that old-school like, techno. Love on you tonight. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. And that was, like, pretty much right away when we walked in the door. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. I remember the year that the Dyson... Air wrap, yeah, like the blow dryers first. Oh, the first professional oh my God. ones. Like yeah. it was like that was. I was actually looking for a new blow dryer for me, and I was yeah. like, I want a really good one. Premieres coming up, so I'll just get one there. So we walked over to the hair side, and it was like, what the hell is happening? It was like. I don't know, Harry Styles on stage. Like, people were just throwing money. Right. <laughs> like, or yeah. whatever. Like, I don't know. It was crazy. I was like, what the hell? I'm like, I don't need a Dyson. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I definitely think, like, um, and I, I don't know if, like, so with the hair industry, and it started to slow down. It definitely happened a little bit more in the suites, too. You definitely have, like, brand reps, right? Right. Which is totally cool. I mean, you have to. That's the way that they connect people and all of that stuff. But, like, I don't know if you remember in the suites when, like, a brand rep would come around and you were, like, trying to say, like, no, I'm okay. Like, you know, (laughs) it's not something that I need. And, like, some of them would be like, all right, cool, like, moving on. Mm-hmm. But then some of them are like, 
no, but you need it. <laughs> so then, like, I remember when we went to premiere, we had such a good time. But sometimes you'd be like, oh, like running from a booth. Like, yes. I feel like I don't want to, but my people pleaser side makes me feel like I maybe have to buy it. Like, <laughs> But no, I mean, it's definitely something I feel like everybody should experience at least once. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Like we're talking about going like I said and planning like the salon trip if we can make it happen and I'd love for Julian to go now that he's like on the business ownership side of like salon oh um, one year Evan went with me blown yeah Evan went with me the last time I went pre-covid yeah and one of my clients well I don't know if I should say this but she kind of put me on the list for her booth so we had exhibitor badges (laughs) So we got you to got that VIP treatment. We did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and if anyone knows my husband, he had like a whole cover story if anyone asked us. It was ridiculous. Thank you, Evan. I know. Evan coming through for the win. But even he was like, what the hell is going on? Like he was right. so overwhelmed. Yeah. He was like, I can't go into these booths. But he had a lot of fun. Like, yeah, he really enjoyed like the classes and like the business classes that mm-hmm. I had done that year because he was very much like, you know, you have to not necessarily do what your clients say, but if like someone wants to come in early, he's like, those are your clients. You're in the service industry. Like, you should do it. And then we did a class, and after we left, he's like fuck that. You do not have to do that. You know, everything I said was wrong. And I'm like, I have been telling you that for like two years now. Which it's like interesting because I think that that's what the really cool part about it is. It's like you can pull people in or like bring somebody along that maybe isn't licensed per se or understands our industry fully. And like you get a lot of insight. Um, Yeah. I think, like, you probably experienced that with any expo-style show in any industry, right? Oh, for sure. Um, But I definitely think that, like, the cool thing with, like, the beauty industry with with these types of shows is, like, the amount of different things that are out there. Yes. Um, You have, like, a literal, like, arena filled with so many brands that like you can really find what works for you what aligns for you you can make great business connections i mean the amount of opportunity within brands um as far as like a stylist or a nail artist is concerned it's it's a it's a huge networking thing too i think like if your goal is to kind of get in with a brand and and become somebody that like you know works directly for instance like my friend who used to work the shows and stuff like that like there's so much opportunity there for that too oh for sure Um, it's not just like the classroom setting and it's not shopping only i mean i think that there's a a lot of opportunity to be Right. And not only like with brands, but with fellow beauty industry people as well. Like I remember when I was working the booth last year with Erica's, you know, I met a lot of people and it was kind of like weird because there were some people, you know, like in Florida that were like, oh, my God, like I follow you. And it's like. Really? You're like, you do? That's great. Am I interested? (laughs) Are you sure? I know. (laughs) Really? Do you know my cats, Harrison and Graham? (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's really cool. And you get to meet, like, some friends. Like, in October, one of my friends that does nails in New York, like, we talk all the time on Instagram. She just happened to be down, like, 
visiting her boyfriend and we got to meet in person and it was like oh my god like she I brought her like stickers from my you know like me personally and she brought me some and we traded so I mean stuff like that is like really cool and I don't think you know outside of like social media that you always get that I think you see like the the show like the example I would use too is like you kind of see the beauty of our industry instead of the ugly right every industry has ugly and has beauty right of course um and I think that any time you're talking about um something where like you're the driving force behind your own success because even if you're in a commission style salon I mean I would hope that you're not depending on that salon for your success because that's a mindset that I would highly recommend changing if you want right a busy career (laughs) for your you can't blame anybody else but yourself is all I'm saying let's cut to the chase um so regardless whether you be a commission stylist or a renter or an owner yourself like we have work to break through this competitive nature that exists in our industry. And I think we're doing really great at it, right? Yeah, for sure. Like we've learned to exist around each other. But I think that like the show brings a really great like time to kind of showcase that lack of like ugly competition. There's so much support. Yeah. And you have like brands that are competitors like in booths right next yeah. door to each other. Of so course. like you almost see like in those moments like everybody working together like it, mm-hmm. it's a really healthy place to to feel supported in our industry yeah. um it, for sure it yeah. is and I for... just don't happen to I don't know <laughs> each time the tickets come out I'm like yeah I think this year I'm gonna go no nope, 2023 goals yeah We're going 2023 goals you know what it is I'm like I can't move a Saturday <laughs> like, <laughs> no but like what? we gotta block out we gotta make it a plan but like even when I've gone I've gone like Saturday after work yeah, like and then I'll take up. like a yeah. half day or whatever because it's mm-hmm. only a three-hour drive right which you is usually... a great idea right you usually can't check into a hotel until three or four o'clock anyways yeah and then so what melissa's saying in a roundabout way is there's no excuses that's right (laughs) saddle up bitch (laughs) together (laughs) (laughs) but i mean it's always i would say like the biggest thing that i'm curious about like in the coming years Mm -hmm. is our trade show is going to be like a thing of the past because pre-COVID, that's where you would go and companies would, like, launch their new products. Yeah. And it would be, you know, like, show specials. You could only get at the show and, you know, all of these things. And I feel like with COVID, a lot of that has shifted to, like, online. Yeah, for sure. And so I, I'm curious. So, and I do feel, too, um, there's a lot of support from brands, but I think that we've definitely seen, especially from bigger brands specifically, mm-hmm. um, we've seen a shift in where their focus is market-wise. Yeah. Like, so professional products before um, COVID and maybe through COVID, because I've talked about like the affiliate programs that were offered right. through COVID to help support stylists. Right. So like now we're entering into a new version of reality, which is... They don't always just invest in us stylists or artists anymore, yeah. you know, in the nail and hair world. Um, they invest in, like, the beauty guru that's on TikTok or something like that where they're giving their review as a consumer. So I think that 
I I don't know if you would agree, there are certain things that like were maybe attained like as professional products and then you would sell like the take home versions of it that they're kind of skipping the step of us now right. and pushing straight out with their social media like launching, like announcing things. Like they're not so dependent on us anymore. Right. Or, you know, just like you're saying, I think I'm thinking the same thing. Like they want to market straight to the right. consumer, right. which may not yeah. be like the stylist or nail artist we're not the end consumer well and i think that this is like a really it almost bridges the topic of and i think we've alluded to it or maybe i just made that up in my head but i think we've we've kind of tackled retail sales before um maybe not maybe it's something that okay so we didn't that's me making it up (laughs) you're welcome um but i mean it's something i talk about a lot because i think that i don't know what the curriculum as far as conversation about retail sales and hair school are now Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong retail sales matter but i remember in hair school like retail sales were such a focus um for like, oh, my God, this is additional income. You can make $10,000 more a year just on <laughs> retail sales. You could do this. You could do that. Um, yeah, that's not reality anymore. No. Like, And there may be stylists that would hear this and say, like, you're wrong, so you're doing it wrong. And listen, if there's a, a better avenue where, like, you are generating great money off of it, like, I think that's great. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But... I do think that it's changed. Like, it's not that we are a for sure shoe in that we're going to sell to our clients anymore. There's so many avenues to purchase, whether it right. be Amazon. Right. I mean, Amazon is a huge, let's be honest. Right. I mean, there's been times where, like, you're telling somebody to order or, or to, to buy something that you literally have on a shelf right behind you, and they're pulling it up on Amazon Prime. And you're like, hello. Yeah. I'm right here. Yeah, it's um, true. So, yeah, I could see, like, with that conversation, like, expo sales, I mean, expo shows will change. Like, I I, I think it's inevitable. Like, I I don't want to say they're going to go away because they're not. But do I think that we're going to see as many brands when it comes to, like, products? Like, I mean, there's one that I could rattle off right now, but, like. I don't know. I mean, our 13 listeners might, you know, I might get a cease and assist. But there's one professional line I could reference directly. I think any stylist, if I give you the context clues here, could piece it all together. I'm sure you know the exact Mm. one I'm thinking of. You know, they really leaned into stylists heavily. I remember they were at the show the year that I went. And um, in the beginning, it was an in-salon-only treatment. Right. And then come you know, full circle to now, you're talking about a completely different lineup. Like they are in Sephora's. Yes, they are in Sephora's. um, And they have like, I I don't even know, like what, 20 products now? No, I'm kidding. But they have a a large portion of at-home care. Yep. um, And they're past just that in-salon treatment that would be added into your color, your lightener, something like that. So I think they're a really great example of a... Um, uh, a product line that like you saw at the show that really isn't dependent on stylists anymore. Like, I don't want to say that means they're cutting us out, but I don't think that their focus is probably us as much anymore because they've kind of figured out how to jump over that hump and go straight to the consumers. Well, because at the 
end of the day, bottom line is they want to sell their product. Well, and they it's a business. Right. Like I remember the very first show I went to, OPI had a huge booth. It yeah. was salon a salon only. And right. now same thing. I think you can find them at like Sephora, Ulta, I don't know, even Target and stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. So now it's like what I call like an over-the-counter brand. Right. And it's so. interesting because like you kind of see those shifts and changes and you're like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's where I do think that that topic is something like, will we see more change to where it's really not about the brands coming in and educating you on their stuff, but right. it's more about education on the side of well, I know business branding and growing and things like that. Right. There's a couple of brands like in the nail industry that aren't doing shows right. anymore because they're focusing on business education and education as a whole. Does that mean that you can't purchase their products? No, they have them online and things of that right. nature. So why spend? Because I know Premier, it's about twenty to $30,000 for, for a, booth. a booth. And that's yeah. not even like the massive ones. That's right. like an average booth size. And you're selling your product at a discounted price there. Right, because everyone um, is looking for a show special. Right. Then you got to pay to get your product there. You got to pay the people working your booth. And then there's also the licensing discount. Like, you know, I mean, meaning like when you're a licensed professional, you're going to you, yeah, you get a discount for resale, well, which I, is a whole nother conversation. Premier, I don't think you have to have a license to go to. Yeah, Premier, yeah, you so, have to have yeah. a license. That's what I mean. So yeah, there's, yeah. you're already. I mean, okay, so I guess I could look at it from the perspective of like, um, I know we've alluded to it a few times. Like we own a business where we make hats, um, and we're branching out to add more merchandise into it, right? Mm-hmm. So like at the end of the day, when it comes to something that you're selling, and it's not. I mean, it's art. Like, we do customized hats, so there's a lot of effort and time poured into it. But I think the difference is, is like, we're removing the service provider aspect from it, right? So uh, I can tell you from, like, our business perspective from that, when it's about a product being sold, you don't want to sell out to the big man, right? You're not trying to, to, you know, look like a douche. But then at the end of the day... The end goal is to sell your product. So there's a careful balance between the two. I think like everything else that we talk about in this industry with the need for involvement, this is another aspect of it. Right. You know, Um, it's the reality of our industry changing over the years. I think with the plus sides of social media, with our, you know, our episode that we talked about how much connection we have now, social media has changed the game for our industry. Oh yeah. Um, If I was, you know, asked with our hats to do an expo and you told me that it was a, you know, 20 to $30,000 booth (laughs) charge. And then, you know, you need to have an expo price. I might be like, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to sit this one out because right now we have 40 customs on the board and I'm working at an okay pace. So why am I going to take that loss? Right. And I think a lot of companies are starting to see that. So, I mean, I I hope that trade shows stay around for like all the reasons that we've mentioned. That are positive. And I right. think they will stay around for like the educational side. I think I like the bigger so. brands, like... When you talk about like true professional like brands, yes. like when you're talking about color lines and you're talking about maybe not OPI, but you know, the <laughs> right. other, there are definitely right, the other lines of, of stuff 
that are out there that are, you know, more professional Mm -hmm. grade products that they keep exclusive. I think that'll always exist because it has to exist to keep service providers happy too. Like for sure. I think one of the biggest frustrations that I saw with the brand that we were talking about, and I, you know, belong to that Facebook forum, um, was people getting angry about like seeing where they started to sell in different stores and uh, right. and like all of this stuff. So I'm, they they kind of branched in a different direction. But anything that's more dependent on like a, the color side of things or like, you know, for you, like the actual right. nail doing process, not the take home care after, they'll always have to remain somewhat exclusive to like service providers in order to I agree. keep, you know, their business running. That's just the difference. Maybe we won't see as many products that exist more in a take-home version, and maybe we'll see the involvement of having just more of a focus on the in-salon stuff, but then is that a bad thing? I don't know. Like, maybe it will condense it down if that does happen in the long run, and, yeah. you know, going through the show will be a different reality than what we were used to when we were shopping around and spending all our <laughs> money, <laughs> but <Yep>. on maybe <laughs> shit. it will condense it to the point that it's really just the useful things that we need to be present at the shows. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, I did not go to premiere this year not because I didn't want to but I know in the nail industry I've been leaning towards a lot more like smaller quote-unquote independent brands yeah Um, like for example I love Magpie Beauty and Mm -hmm. you know like things like that and you know Luminary and stuff you know just for me personally and Mm -hmm. they're never at premiere because the price point to vend there is so so high high. so i want to go to like some of the smaller shows an experience right where where it's like a you know like one of those meeting rooms in a hotel and it's tiny but that's that's the brands that i have been gravitating towards more and i think the other thing with those brands is you kind of see the thankfulness for yes. pouring into their cup and supporting. Like, do you exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Um, and, and that's like definitely something that I feel too, like supporting brands that support us back. Right. Well, and when yeah, you for find sure. these smaller brands that are, I don't want to call them startups. Cause that would be kind of, well, and they're not necessarily smaller per se, because like, for example, Magpie Beauty, they are a, UK based company. Right. They're, so they're huge really, over in the UK. They're just, I guess you would say like air quote smaller. Right. With no insult meaning at right. all. Of like course just not. Because they're not as talked about in the US right. or something. It's not like that. OPI or SE right. or you know, it's not like you're gonna walk into your nail supply shop and find a wall of magpie. No, you're gonna find OPI, SE, and C and D typically right. are like the three main yes. gels. And, I mean, in my personal opinion, like, no shade to people that use those brands, I find them to be kind of crappy. Right. Like I don't like them. And I, I actually completely can't agree with this because I switched <laughs> from, like, going to one of those salons to going to you, like, when we switched over There's to the difference. studios. And, like, yeah. I haven't had one nail pop off or peel up or lift, like... 
ever since. So there is definitely a difference between the two. Um, I, like, would even say that with some of the products we've brought on as of recently. Like, we brought Leaf and Flower into the salon. Mm -hmm. My clients love it. It's a CBD-based product. Um, And one of the really nice things that I loved about them was when we first decided to – that we were interested, you have to buy, like, the starter kit, right? And um, bring it into the salon, but they have a FaceTime call or a Zoom call with you, and they there's somebody from the brand that breaks down all of the education behind it so you can better sell it to your clients, but it's a salon-exclusive product. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that, like, a salon-exclusive product sells just because of that to me, but... I really appreciate a brand that's willing to educate the people who matter first, which right. is that stylist. Um, I think like it's so hard now because like you have to like tiptoe around this topic because everybody's like, why can't they just sell directly to us? Like, why do they have to sell to you first? I think we're forgetting that like there's a reason we know what we know. Exactly. And it's because we've educated ourselves and it's our career, right? Like, so don't get me wrong. The, the online world is amazing. You could research for days, and that's incredible. But a professional being taught about a product and then a professional being able to use that product and then sell it better because they understand the breakdown of that product mm-hmm. to their customer is something that's really great. And I think that when a brand appreciates that and values that, that gains loyalty from me, for of sure. Um Another, like, really awesome product line that, like, we love to use is Verb. I think that Verb does an incredible job connecting with stylists still, too. Mm -hmm. Um, They've sent us, like, you know, samples of things over the years. I've done a few things with them here and there. And I really love their product before anything else. But even though they've expanded into, like, Sephora's and things like that, they still value a stylist perspective, right. which I think is really good, too. Well, I mean, especially coming from somebody who does nothing with their hair except for what Demi tells me to do. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to, like, walk into Sephora, I'm not going to know the difference between verb versus whatever versus whatever. I'm just, honestly, I'm going to be like, which one smells good and then which one is probably the most cost-effective. Right. I I think those are both two very fair right. things. But and if like, I have a stylist or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, wherever you're buying product, who's like, no, I really think for your hair type and what we do on your hair, blah, 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 you should use this product. Like, that's more valuable to me. Right. And, you know, And I think that, like, that, that effort being shown to educate, like – your stylist first or like your nail artist first like to me that's a sign from a brand that they care about your best interest as a consumer too right um because like the 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 zoom call that we had um with leaf and flower i look at it like it's kind of similar to like probably the conversation you would have if you saw them at premiere at Mm -hmm. their booth like it's very you know, in depth in in what it needs to be. They talk about the the bullet points of what their products do. They talk about where you could add on, where you could take off, what things are meant for a certain hair type, what things aren't meant for other hair types. Um, another great brand that does that is We Dad uh, with curls, you mm-hmm. know, especially. Well, 
curls. <laughs> I shouldn't say especially, <laughs> um, which I, that's another huge brand that I love. Um, that I, I, you know, I, I worked previously. Like I started to look into like the education realm, mm-hmm. and it just didn't work with my schedule. Um, but I really like their products, and I find that they do the same thing. Like they right. really try to educate you on what would work best with your hair. But I think those interactions are so important because then you're more motivated as a stylist or right. nail artist to sell that in your salon. So I feel like we've gotten really passionate away from like just the premiere <laughs> show. But I think it goes back to I don't want to see brands totally bounce because from the premiere type of experience when it comes to take home stuff, too, because I think it's a huge help for us as business owners to to educate our customers on each product. Oh, for sure. And like you just mentioned, like going to any type of show whether it's just hair nails combined big one small one it's a motivator like you could be in a slump and then you go to the show and you see you know yeah like you just it creates your like sparks your creativity like I know nothing about hair or makeup or skin you know besides like what I do for me basics but then going and seeing that it's like damn I need to go get a facial, you know, or right. like maybe I want to switch something up. Maybe I want to try like, yeah, I'll walk through the hair side and see these people doing crazy color. And I'm like, ooh, that looks so cool. Right. Like or I like this, you know, this whatever they're showing and demoing. And it's like I'll go and ask questions. And it's super inspiring. It is. So yeah. it's, it's a motivator. And I like that it kind of keeps you on your feet and it yeah. could, like spark creativity. Yeah. I mean, maybe like right before we jumped down, we were talking <laughs> about like um, being in slumps in the industry, yes. right? Maybe we need to go because maybe that would be the spark, right? Yeah. Uh, not slump like don't worry if you're pre-booked with us this week. Not a slump <laughs> like that. But we were just talking with each other about like, you know, ebbs and flows in the industry. And sometimes you can feel like you need a little spark of... Um, you can start to feel stagnant. Yes. Almost. Yes, absolutely. And I think that like when people hear you say like you don't take new clients, like they kind of assume that you've hit like the mecca of success and like right. our industry of like, oh my God, like you're that booked and like this and that. Like you capping your book off doesn't mean that you, you know, don't need like some refreshment at times or you don't need some motivation at times like just like anything else doing the same thing over and over again can start to feel methodical exactly um, which is why change is always good like when a client comes in and they want change don't talk them out of it like figure out the compromise to provide that change but sometimes I think going to a show when you think like everything's fine and dandy and you're like yeah I'm doing great you might realize like shit I could step my game up. And I think being around other people where it's not that you're trying to compete, you're trying to level up because you see the opportunity to level up for yourself. Right. And And being in a big arena of seeing other people do that is a great way to start. Well, exactly. And I, you know, I talk back to like when Evan went with me to the show and we did a class, um, with this nail tech and she was talking about how there was one year where she like increased her prices three times and literally cleared out her book and built a whole new clientele 
Yeah. Who were willing to pay those new prices that she had raised right. to. And Evan just looked at me and he's like, what are you doing? Like, you need to do that. And I I'm know, like, dude, calm like, down. Ah, I just got into my change. <laughs> <laughs> it was like right when I went first went independent. But then we were having that same conversation earlier today, yeah. like you and I. And, you know, like. You need to push yourself out of that you comfort zone. You need that zone. kick start, for and, sure. And it could come, you could be sitting in a classroom with, you know, all of these new techs who've never heard this before, and it's their aha moment, but it's also your aha moment. Right. And it's like, shit, I need to do that, and I've been in the industry for how long? And sometimes I think, like, yes, you have those things that you see, like, people post online, like, oh, I charge this amount per sitting, and I do this, and I do that. But, like, I think maybe, like, when we see it online, we can almost become desensitized because we see it so often. Of course. And that's not me bashing anybody who's no. posting because I live your truth, post about it, talk about it. I think it's great. It fuels people on that side, too. But because it's a little desensitized because we see it more often now, it can sometimes be invigorating when it's, like, a face-to-face thing. You're around other people who are like, yeah, like, let's fucking do it let's raise our prices limit our schedule like do this do that not limit our schedule meaning like value our time exactly be into us don't be a yes person where you're coming in any day anytime like set those boundaries we see all those things on tiktoks and reels and and yes like we probably scroll past sometimes because we see a lot of it but when you're in person and you're hearing a bunch of people Mm -hmm. agreeing and cheering on it's a little more captivating it is and i think it's a little more motivating to Well, yeah, because usually if you're seeing it on social media, let's be honest, you're sitting on your couch, you know, like drinking coffee or relaxing and you're like, whatever. Yeah, you're like, I'll do that tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) But no, for sure. And it's it's just fun to be in in that environment. And, you know, I agree with you. Like, I hope trade shows are not a thing of the past. I'm curious to see where they'll go in the future. I almost kind of wish I had gone to premiere. I have serious FOMO. Right, I know. I have like, serious as we're FOMO talking all about it, I'm like, we need to, can, maybe they're still set up and they can do like, a, <laughs> I don't know if you know about us. We're really a big deal. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. I looked at Evan on Sunday and I was scrolling through Instagram I'd stories. I like seeing the stuff. And yeah. I was like, oh man, premieres this weekend. And he's like, you're not going? I'm like, it's 11.30 on a Sunday, and I haven't even got out of my pajamas yet. So <laughs> like, I think clearly we no. just decided is <laughs> during our time where we're all together on Saturday, we need to all agree that next year we're doing a salon trip. Yes. For, and I think it's good for everybody. I think maybe this was like, you know, a realization for me that like I should maybe focus on that a little bit more. Um, it's easy when life gets busy. You're like, I don't want to block a weekend of time, right? Or that. Um, okay, I'm gonna day. say it too because I feel like not everybody will want to admit this out loud. But sometimes you're like, why am I gonna take another weekend off to do something? Work for work, yeah, you know, and and I think like we feel guilty to say that out loud because it's like you're never supposed to down like your continuing education, but like sometimes when Saturday comes and your last client's done, you're like, fuck, I'm tired. Like I'm yeah. so thankful it's the weekend. So depending on where you're kind of at, you're like, so I'm gonna go away to focus 
on talking more about what I do for work, right? I but know it's like the hater, like it, no, I, it's, it's not, so true. Like, and it's not because I, I think the show's amazing. It has nothing to do with that. But I think certain people can kind of connect and agree. You almost talk yourself out of it because mm-hmm. you convince yourself that it's too work related. And then I think when you get there, you realize that that's so not the truth, right? And so it's easy when you're in that mindset of like kind of wanting a weekend or a break that like you think something like that would almost be an annoyance Uh, not annoyance but it would seem like another work thing and I think that like I would recommend with my experience of going push through it right because it's not I think it really does help motivate you it does and what we've realized today is we've both really dropped the ball not going this year I know so maybe we should have done this episode a month ago and then we would have gone so what we're saying at the end of this today is don't do what we did and go to premiere <laughs> next year. And premiere, if you want to maybe, you know. Sponsor us? Yeah, we've really done a great job of proving that we're super loyal. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but um, you will catch us there next year. I think we've both yes, agreed to that. I think so. It's They're just a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, trade shows. Let's do it. Let's go to premiere next year. We're doing it. We should. Mm-hmm. Maybe a smaller one in Not between. should. We will. We are. We are. We will. So, I will have the cooler pack. Don't forget, we just got a new cooler that doesn't <laughs> melt ice for nine days, Melissa. Nine um, days. <laughs> you also have to remember, maybe we also didn't go this year because we both had to replace our air conditioners. That's super valid. <laughs> in our houses. So please, Premier, please sponsor us because... Our ACs blew 24 hours apart from each other, and both of us had to buy new units. So that's the other reason we didn't go, if we're being honest. Uh. Seriously. As you can tell, we're still a little slap happy about that. Yeah, like, it's fine. Everything is fine. Yeah, so we are that meme. The dog in the burning house going... Fine. Yeah. So 2023, we're coming back strong. Coming back strong. Yes. And if anything goes sour before then, I guess we'll have to come back on and report. <laughs> well, I hope not. Knock on wood. We're Knock at a wood table. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> With that being said, I think we can definitely agree that expo shows and things like that, trade shows, not expo. I don't know why. Whatever. I'm really attached to that word today are needed. And I think that. Um, we should not forget about them, and we should prioritize yes, that. for sure. Yeah. So, as always, you can find us on Instagram at the Beauty Beast Podcast. And you can email us over at thebeautybeastpodcast at gmail.com. So, until next time.